0: This is a Blooming Good Time podcast. <laughs> I just popped my like, entire spine <laughs> doing the intro dance. <laughs> what? you know it's bad we're all just like creaked oh. up we'll tell you more oh my gosh i need to go i've never seen a chiropractor in my life well i went once and it was glorious <laughs> i'm a
1: little terrified i feel like the things that they could do right now i i'm so stiff
0: everywhere
2: why <laughs> is that wrong?
0: Emma? oh because oh. <laughs> it's the end of season yeah. we're pulling everything out that's right which, you know, I feel like Emma's getting... Emma is really... Falling apart? Well, that too, but I also feel like you're, like, holding us together, you know? Oh, what? Really? I don't know. In what My <laughs> mom, like, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just feel like I have, like, literally gotten not a lot done the last couple of days just because I haven't had a lot of weddings to do, which I do have one this weekend, which we can talk about in a second, but... Emma, like this one day, I felt like I got nothing done. I was just editing podcasts all day. And I come (laughs) outside and Emma has like fully torn out, like three (laughs) rows, completely torn out. And I'm like, whoa. I know. I don't know what that. Sometimes I get possessed
1: and (laughs) I wake up and I'm like, I'm going to do all of this. In one day! And I love it. I actually have so much fun. Uh, but my body is paying for it now. Yeah. Because I haven't really been stretching after. I know. I've already told myself off. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. So, yeah. Now I'm kind of falling apart. Something happened to my foot yesterday. So, I've been limping around. I don't know what. I was just walking. Normally. With really flat, though, sandals mm. on. Because it was Sunday. And I just got back from, like, a meeting wasn't wearing like normal work boots. Yeah. Just walking on gravel. And all of a sudden my foot's like, Poof, and I'm like, I wonder
0: <gasps> if like a rock just like happened to hit you in just the right just spot. Just the right spot? I don't know. Burst every nerve. Yeah. So now my foot's like, does
1: nah. it hurt
2: more when you just like stand, like you're sitting for a while? It doesn't than
1: you... hurt at all unless I'm putting pressure on it. Plantar fasciitis? Oh, maybe. I mean, at are this you getting old? You just had a birthday. I know. <laughs>
0: I mean, I've had plantar fasciitis, and I'm 25. <laughs> I think it's a lot more common than people think.
1: <laughs> what is that again? Is it like warts? Like little... No, no,
0: no. It's like something with the muscles in the bottom of your feet. Oh. Like cramping. Something like that. I don't <laughs> know. I should giggle. look that up. That actually sounds. Look up plantar
1: fasciitis. I also have like a super gnarly callus. So I'm like, did my callus injure me?
0: Which Okay. <laughs> usually the thing with plantar fasciitis, I'm just going to say plantar fasciitis is like something with your arch Oh. thing, which, okay. I don't know if there's some podiatrists that are like listening. Pit-tar- is Pit- that what they're called? Yeah. Pediatr pod- oh my gosh, now I'm overthinking it. Podiatrist. Whatever. But foot doctors. But tight, but t- the foot <laughs> fetish doctors out here. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying you guys have foot fetishes, but it's, it's fetish. the most common fetish in the <laughs> app, <so laughs> It's possible. It anyway. is. Um, I've been seeing things on the internet that are talking about how like our feet like you know how our toes are really like scrunched under yeah and it's caused by our shoes but our feet naturally aren't supposed to be like that what they're supposed to be like flat and stuff and i've been like watching these people who are like like for lifting you're supposed to have flat wide shoes and that's why and a lot of shoes do not come out with that that. and so a lot of people like lift barefoot like if I'm doing leg day mom's like why do you not have any shoes on I'm like because this is better for like my body to lift like this because you have better balance and everything so I'm like really confused because also it's like your arch like isn't also like my arch is like very collapsed but like that's also not technically a bad thing either and I'm like (laughs) <laughs> I feel like I haven't been lied to by like all these doctors my whole I life. Know. I don't know.
1: I have so many questions. I need to do research because my foot is hurting. I'm hoping that it, I mean, every once in a while I get like a bruised heel yeah. or like some part of my foot hurts and it goes away. So I'm just hoping that it goes away. I need to do a lot of stretches and take care of myself.
0: Yes. Let's do. And calm the frick down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe just rip out one row. One row at a time, baby. Which, yeah. Do we have any rows to be ripped? Yes, we do. Okay, I obviously I do not know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> snapdragons.
2: Uh, yeah, we need to take snapdragons and asters out. So, oh, I, goodness. you know, that's to all you gardeners out there. Like, caution, caution, caution mm-hmm. this time of year.
1: You get excited because it's like cleaning. It is like cleaning. Yeah. And I find a lot of pleasure in cleaning and making things look better. Mm. It just satisfies something in me. I don't know what, and then I go a little crazy. Yeah, you so you rip it out and then you
2: you're getting ready to plant again and sometimes you can injure yourself and you don't. Yeah. Do
1: that. I also did not wear knee pads. Dumb move. They weren't even hurting, but I was on my knees for so long, I don't know, and I just tried to stand up and I was like, "Holy." That's how
2: I feel every day.
1: <gasps> yeah. That's so why I joined I need the gym. It's because, you know. Yeah, Beth, how's it going? Good. Yeah. I get
2: spoiled a little bit cuz my brother's the trainer. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, too, early to tell, it's too early to tell. It's too early to tell. Also, you're so his far, big feeling, sister, so yeah. it's different. Than and being I took care of him niece. when he was a baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Anyways, no, it's it's going good. Yeah, I'm liking it. Yeah, I'm that's stronger good. than I thought I was, so that's good.
1: That, I mean, yeah. I'm not surprised.
2: No, you work a very physical job. Yeah, <laughs> I can keep up with everybody.
1: Let's say that. <laughs> that's good. 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 You don't feel like you're going to throw up.
0: <laughs> I always feel like I'm going to throw up. <laughs>
1: No, (laughs) uh, today maybe a little
2: bit, but it was like, um, I think it was more that I needed water and I had like a dry spot in my throat and I couldn't like swallow saliva. Mm. And so I just had to take a drink of water and it made it feel better but it was kind of like almost gaggy
0: like mm. i couldn't oh. get saliva down my or up or like, anything i can't catch my breath fast enough or something i hate that feeling and then i feel like i'm gonna throw up you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's yes, that. I know, exactly. like i'm breathing hard but like in a good like i'm not dying but it's like you're breathing hard enough that your body could be like is this a gag reflex <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> i just well, been on did a hike really good, though you oh I mean, no I you rock it. Thank you, Sharon.
1: <laughs> uh if anyone didn't know, Beth's name is Sharon. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> she's everyone's like, why did she just Who's call her Sharon? Sharon? <laughs> Sharon Elizabeth.
2: Depends on what personality's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> Sharon <laughs> Elizabeth. There's a long story behind it, everybody wants to know. But I I know. anyway. Fun fact.
1: But I at do. least I have been like sitting a lot to edit. So that's yes, kind of an I've break. been seeing
2: you just disappear upstairs to the office and you just tuck yourself away until dinner Always. time and then you jump back up there and the internet goes slow.
1: I know. And literally, I'm like, oh, Brayden, I, Brayden came in here and I thought he was just like coming to visit me. I was like, oh my gosh, you're coming to say hi? <laughs> hi, how are you? No. And he's like, oh yeah, hi, how are you? And He kind of beats around the question for a while and then it comes out. He's like, so, um are you uploading anything? <laughs> and I'm like, no. He's like, the internet's a little slower. I'm like, I don't know. Blame on, Emma. It's <laughs> not my fault. It's not my fault. Maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I have a lot of things to edit. Um, I guess, have I said that I do photography as well? Yeah.
2: I, I think have. we've said that you do photography for the farm and you've been doing the book and all that stuff. Yeah.
1: Not I like in general. I also have like a side business called Mitch and May. My middle name is May. That's where I'm in there. Um, (laughs) But yeah, we do like weddings and family photos, all that. So it's the end of the season. So we have a lot of editing, finishing up everything. And just so you guys know, today, or not today, (laughs) right now is a good time to get family photos. Mm
0: -hmm. Just a reminder, putting that that
1: out there. Putting out that. Putting out
0: of that. that there. Well, it's just a little reminder. If you want
2: the cutest little Christmas cards, you might have
0: to wear a plaid or something we... and die in heat because it's 88 <laughs> degrees today. <laughs> uh, but you'd look cute. Kudos to those families that send out a Christmas card every year.
1: Mm-hmm. We
0: are not that family. We have a you really hard this time year. with that. Yeah. We're going to have we? our family picture taken. I'm taking taken. your
1: family photos. At Lake of the Woods. Oh, okay. I
0: see but are like, we uh, actually gonna send out Christmas cards? We... I'm yeah, those. I am. <laughs> Emma sending out our Christmas cards. <laughs> I know, literally, Emma. I feel like you have to be in our family photo though, because like you're pretty much another child <laughs> this year. We
2: can bring the little thing that has the timer. You've officially lived with us the for tripod. over a year.
1: Yeah, I don't <laughs> even know how to do
2: that. We should do something funny though this year. Actually, for I Crowley could just House. be on the
1: back. Like, you know how they flip it over and then this it's just me. Emma and the
0: cats <laughs> and the dog. Me and the cats and Shiloh. Poor Shiloh. She <gasps> got Shyla! hurt again. She's been having a traumatic month, guys. Like, I don't... <laughs> I've had a traumatic month just because of her trauma. I will say, uh, I don't think anybody knows about the
2: trauma, but if you watch our YouTube video, I talk about it this last week. I think we mentioned think it we in mentioned our last it. one. Oh, okay. She
1: Lost got him. poisoned or she ate poison. <laughs> yeah. Someone poisoned her. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> a little snow so, white anyways, moment.
2: So she went through that,
1: recovered
2: great. She's bouncing around the house. We have this um, social event on the farm and Somebody brought a dog that was not their dog, but... um, It wasn't their dog? No, it was their son's dog. And the dog... Oh, my God. The
0: plot thickens. I mean,
2: (laughs) it was like... I mean, literally, this event had been, like, five hours. We had no idea that someone was bringing a dog. But it seemed like the two dogs were getting along fine. And this dog was chained up... Or not chained up, but just, like, on a leash Mm -hmm. next to the... The um It was a super chill dog. Yeah, super great. Beautiful. Super nice. Dog. Um, but, anyways, Shy, someone was throwing the ball for Shy because Shy loves balls. And <laughs> she, like, <laughs> she, and the ball ended up right in the middle of all these people where this dog was, and they were all sitting around, you know? Mm-hmm. And Shy just went to get her ball, and then this dog attacked her, and she was like bleeding. Oh my god, it was horrible. No. She, she got cut on the
1: cheek and then um, just right on the corner her of her hat. eye. Yeah, the eyelid. It was so sad. Oh. She was crying. Like, you just can't. You don't ever want to hear your dog make no, like, like noises, noises like that and you're like, yeah. what happened? Yeah. So yeah. we rushed her inside, did all the things,
2: cleaned her up. Um, Thankfully, the gal that owned this dog, she's medically trained. And so I'm medically trained, but we're like dental medically trained, you know, both of us. <laughs> and so we're like, I'm like, what do you do to stop bleeding? What do you do to stop bleeding? Okay. And then because we did back in my day, I would do a lot of surgery. And then I'm like, a tea bag. A tea A bag. tea bag. So I went and got just we had like a black tea bag, ran it under warm water first, then cold. So cold will also coagulate. So and I know that from just blood disorder stuff but um so eating ice or you know like if you have a mouth you know something got you in them. i don't know <laughs> sorry that's more information than you need to know but so i got the tea bag cold once it kind of started to juice, I guess. I don't know. Or tea. Mm. Stew. Started, yes, yeah, stew. <laughs> Steepy. And then uh, we held, because we couldn't get the bleeding to stop. Because I, it's a, I read it's this a head injury,
0: Head injuries bleed well, way more this than. This was the
2: lower one. The one by her jaw. Like, but well, it was just, still on her head. Yes. Anyways. Um, so we just put pressure on it with the tea bag. And it stopped her right up. I was oh. like, cool? Oh, cool. And she didn't bleed again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So really, really works. We use it. We used to use it for like teeth extraction. But poor shy.
0: Now her eyes really swollen. I know, and, and it's like, funny it's to really, look at her, but she looks a little lopsided. <laughs>
2: she is a lot better than she was. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: A like, lot uh-huh. better. So we
2: just cleaned it really, really well. And we've been
1: cleaning it. <laughs> yeah.
0: You are deformed. I am deformed. And you are ugly. And I am ugly. I am ugly. <laughs> is this the movie yeah oh yeah (laughs) it's like what the heck Um, okay yeah Yeah. me and emma were having this whole conversation about how quasimodo should never have or like the hunchback of notre dame should never have been a disney film
1: yeah and i didn't know why because i don't remember that movie
0: at all no (laughs) i think i've only seen it once and i didn't like it also the book is traumatizing Hmm. Also, if you know, you know, you know, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> now we know. Don't read the
1: book and don't watch the movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't support it.
1: <laughs> anyway, super random side note. Yeah.
2: Super random. OK, I know.
1: Maybe we should just take that one out. <laughs> Nobody was. OK. So today we are going to talk all about foraging. Yay! Yay! <laughs> we do this quite often, but before we get into it, we really want to go into the rules of foraging,
0: the laws of foraging. There are rules and laws. There are a, and a lot of things. You can get things... in a lot of trouble if you do not. Yeah. Ubaid. Ubaid. Yeah. Who Biden. You wouldn't think Biden (laughs) will get you in trouble.
1: (laughs) There's a lot of things you wouldn't think of. You think you just can like go out there and get what you want, but no.
0: Can't always get what you want. Exactly. You can't
1: (laughs) So Beth. Can you kind of walk us through how to be careful just with like license, what to take or what not to take? Yeah. That so, type of thing. you definitely want to check
2: with your forestry department or your state, depending on if you have a forest or not, I guess, or you know, wildlands or whatever you have. It might
0: be the prairie,
2: prairie yeah. lands, whatever it is. So, we have forest here. <laughs> I never here. thought of that. <laughs> Living in dirt huts.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, you don't anymore.
2: So anyways, each state has their own laws and each forest like here in Oregon, uh, we have our forests are like named into like regions, almost like wine regions, I guess. So Mm -hmm. there's um, just different parts. And so you can basically need to know what forest you're going to to gather from um, or forage from. And if you're a commercial business, you definitely need to make sure you have a permit. And then there's lots of permit laws like, you know, if you're taking pine cones, how many pine cones can you take for your licensing fee, which is like a 100 bucks or something like that? Or if you're taking moss or you're taking different things like that. So you definitely want to check with your state agencies to make sure that you are legal, especially if you run a business. If you are a just person personal and you're gonna make a wreath and you decide you're gonna go up and just cut a few things. You still want to check. Uh, they will tell you if it's personal use, there's you know you're just taking like a little couple handfuls, a couple clippings. they'll be like, sure, you can do that and sometimes they say no, you actually need a permit for that or no, you're not allowed to cut that. Or whatever it is. So you just need to get educated. That goes for, I mean, the wide range of what people mostly forage for, which is um, moss, fern, um, mushrooms, yeah, um, salau, um, and then there's bear grass, all those things. Um, and different woodland areas grow different, I guess, species. So you have to know that, like, if you're taking – it's even like if you're going to take – A plant or something like that you can do that as a commercial business but you have to like pay the fee to do it if you're going to actually take the whole plant like a tree or something
1: so why do they have these rules like what are the risks if you took something like how could that affect the ecosystem or well I think in anything they
2: just want to know like how many people are taking things you know that you're not just clear cutting something
0: um (laughs) That you're not, this is the time for Beth's phone to make an <laughs> entrance.
2: So, there was a time back a while ago, a couple of Christmases ago, that I got a phone call from um, a friend of mine who had gotten a phone call from the state basically saying we caught a truckload of high noble crossing into California. So, somebody came in illegally with a huge truck. I don't know if it was a semi truck or just a big huge truck. It was a big load, yeah. And they said we had we have to sell it um, at auction because it's just going to sit here. Do you want to buy it, basically? But they had to take the whole load from those people, basically, because wow. they didn't have a permit. They just Mm. came and took, I mean, it's other states. Obviously, Oregon has amazing evergreens. Mm. And for Christmas and holidays and that kind of things, people are going to come here and do that. So That's crazy. Yeah. So you just have to be super, super careful and just be smart. And I think to um, basically just do your homework before you go out into the woodlands is what I'm talking about. Into like... The national forests, or any of those things, because some mm-hmm. of them are, might be completely restricted, and then your fine is super ridiculous if you don't. I don't know what it is, but I'm just assuming it is if you get caught doing it illegally.
0: Yeah. Also, like if you're foraging, never take more than what you need. You wanna like preserve the ecosystem as much as possible. If you take more than you need and you totally cut out a whole area of a plant that can cause it not to be able to grow again the next following year and then or like somebody else wants to use it or like safety for animals, different things like that, it can cause a whole bunch of problems. And the same goes for like forging for edible plants or mushrooms or or fruits or, yeah, anything, anything, um, anything worth foraging for, Mm -hmm. you always just take what you need, leave the rest and for like whoever comes along. it's
1: really good not to just cut like in huge blocks. Yeah. You want to just like pick through kind Mm -hmm. of like little spots here and there. You don't want it to look like you just came through and mowed it all down. Yeah. You want it to still look somewhat just thinned out a little bit, like a nature. You want to leave
0: it natural.
1: And on this
2: note, is we do um, forage up on some friends' property, which is woodland. And you um, technically need to make sure you have permission from the owner. And some areas do require you to actually have a permit, even though you have okayed to gather from that spot from the homeowner or landowner. So, um, especially if you're commercial. Business. So,
0: also learning what plants are endangered or mm-hmm. protected by your state is really important, and learning how to identify plants. Cause you know, I've Riley, had, I have you a have personal had some... experience. <laughs> yeah, right. It wasn't really about. all my fault, <laughs> to be fair. Oh my gosh. Cause you told me to cut it.
2: <laughs> no, you said, oh, like this would be great, but it was dead of winter. No, early spring. So there was no leaves.
0: There was no leaves. So, yeah, it was, like, end of February, early March. And we were harvesting for an event, and I was like, great, whatever, we're in the woods. We're looking for moss, moss, specifically moss sheets and, like, things like that, and Beth finds this like really cool piece and like oh my gosh this moss sheet is like growing on these vines and I was like oh that's cool she's like here cut it down and put it in the truck and I was like cool I cut it down put it in the truck we take it with us I design with it (laughs) so I work with it for hours (laughs) you know just chilling doing my thing and the next day I started having a rash on my abdomen and I'm like, weird, <laughs> kind of itchy. Because you were kind of wearing like a midriff. Yeah, I was wearing like a crop. I was working. I was wearing leggings and crop top. Yeah. It was hot and sweaty. My arms were completely bare. My legs were completely everything. I was fully open, you know? <laughs> Completely. well (laughs) the bits were covered if you know the The goods goods, the the goods anyway uh go through this weekend and i just slowly but surely more and more rashes start to pop up and i start to get (laughs) itchier and itchier and i'm like what is this (laughs) what is going on And I literally exploded. Like, (laughs) I had rashes all over my arms, on my knees, on my stomach, like, everywhere. And I was like, what is this? Mom's like, I don't think it's poison oak. Like we didn't see any poison oak and i'm like well maybe i'm like allergic to something i don't know it took us forever to figure it out literally took us forever and then it was like a couple weeks later at this time most of my rash had gone away I've, I've gone to the doctors i've gone to the skin specialist doctors i've seen all the people and they're like we don't know what it is and i was like well okay it was poison oak <laughs> Without leaves, just No, we figured it out
2: afterwards, but they put you on cortisone and all kinds of things. Well, I put myself on cortisone. We had pulled all
0: of the, like dismantled the whole big installation. Oh, yeah, I had to touch it again. I do. (laughs) I dismantled it. And then we had it sitting outside, and our landlord, shout out to Ruben, doubt he listens to this, but our (laughs) landlord comes over, and he's like... Oh, my gosh, Beth, you need to get rid of that right away. And she's like, what do you mean? It's <laughs> like, that's poison oak. And she's like, what? And she's like, I can tell because where you cut it, it's black. It turned black.
1: Oh, and my And I was like, gosh. what?
0: So, yeah, it was poison oak.
1: Because it's evil inside. It is.
0: It's a demon. <laughs> it's a demon plant. It's a demon itchy plant. But
1: that's, I mean... That's crazy because there's poison oak vines all over the Everywhere. trees. And, and I, without the leaf, it's really hard to just go in there and, and be able to identify it.
0: Now I know. Now I know anything that's a vine we, above an oak tree is a liar. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sinner and a liar. <laughs> <laughs> we just, we give it a cut to tell. You know, don't even touch it. No, don't even touch it. No. Um, now. Now I know how to identify. And now
1: we are like, cover ourselves and yes. wear gloves, no matter what we're cutting And there.
0: sometimes we're a little too cautious. For a long time, we thought that um, snowberries was poison oak.
1: <laughs> we it's started, like, yeah, it was. We
0: got so paranoid.
1: Everything turned over, into poison well, oak. Well, because
0: the leaves are, like, kind of oak-shaped, oh. but they're smaller and they grow different than a poison oak would.
1: We know now. We know now. We They're know better. super easy to identify in Especially fall. Especially in the
0: fall because they turn bright red. Bright
1: red. It's like a flag. Like, but hey. winter is so hard. You can't. You're not looking for vines.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Everything's covering them. You're probably touching. Yeah. Anyways, you got to be careful out there. That's the moral of the It'll story. it you. <laughs> so the
2: next thing you should be careful about is make sure you are wearing protective clothing no matter if it's 100 yes. degrees out. You know, wear long pants, boots, Long sleeve shirt,
1: or if it is that hot, we yep. actually will go out with just t-shirts and stuff. But um gloves for sure, and when you're foraging, making sure nothing's touching your arm, like just mm. being careful. Where just being
0: you're, aware you are. of your surroundings too, like looking around, like hey, this has a huge patch of poison oak around it. I'm not gonna touch it because the thing about it ear. is, I think it's transfer- <laughs> It's transferred by oils. I'm pretty sure. So. It can transfer onto other plants. Oh, heck no. It's so evil.
1: It is evil. Okay. What else is evil? S- stinging nettle. Oh, yeah. We also have stinging nettle.
0: <laughs> anyway. I just, okay. I just remember a story. Okay, go. One time, w- when I was in Italy, I was foraging for, like, wildflowers, and I got stung by stinging nettle on my pinky toe. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a pinky. It burnt so bad. Can you got to put mud on it. I, yeah. Mud helps. Don't know why,
1: but it does. Yeah, I think just or because soda. when it dries, it sucks out the venom.
0: Yeah, venom.
2: Okay. Okay, so I just want to finish up the whole safety thing because there is a lot to consider with
0: yeah when you're foraging. foraging
2: because you are usually pretty far away from civilization. Normally, um, in some cases, when you're woodland foraging, and this is what I'm talking about. But make sure you're just aware of your surroundings. Um, we have, you know, mountain lions bears that kind of thing and you just want to just know what is in your woods. Um never forage alone, technically. Um I don't recommend it. We take it. Shyla. We take Shyla with
0: us. <laughs> she does so much. She
2: does so much. <laughs> She'll come sit next to you if she's she will scared. She'll scare <laughs> away all of the animals.
0: Yes. Um then you definitely, if
2: it's hunting season, so sometimes we on this private land that we go to, uh, we are very aware of there's a lot of hunters that hunt in there. So we know the times that hunting is, you know, where yeah. people are really hunting mm-hmm. and um, wearing the proper clothes. We wear for those. a lot of bright clothes. We we kind of pick our area and make a lot of noise. And normally it's just us on the road, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're right on the road um, in that. During the fall season here in the Pacific Northwest. So anyway, so that's just ends our whole like safety in. If anybody wants to forage after us, giving you all the warnings.
1: <laughs> I know they're going to be like, well, it's heck, I'm not doing that. That sounds like a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It is. But at the same time, not a lot of work. OK, so I want to get into. We will get into the benefits. Yeah. Let's do the benefits next. So um, it really helps us save money because It's a whole other crop that, A, I did not have to plant or take care of. Or store. Or store or anything. I just Mm -hmm. go out and get it when it's ready.
2: Yep. Two, I love it because it is something that is unique and different. Mm -hmm. And yes, you do have to go work for it. But for a designer, for myself, I love working with what's in nature and what just kind of is in our area that brings – just the whole, I don't know, it makes something about the event, whatever you're designing I mean, we've, very comfortable. For example,
1: we found really amazing branches that are just like have really cool moss hanging off of them and you just don't see that at someone's mm. house. It's only in a forest eco- like ecosystem that you get all those different types of moss and maybe it has some of those like, you know how oak trees have the little, pot little ball thing, yeah, the ball things on them. You could find some with that and yeah. we've used it for like an installation, and it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that,
2: yeah. Yeah, we'd rather just go wood, and get like logs, you know, like when we're doing a big installation, it's kind of fun to just kind of keep yeah. your eye out. And sometimes it's like in the summertime, we find them and we're like, this is really cool. Let's keep that in mind. And we know exactly where to get it. Yeah. Because um, it's on our the private land. So we're always there. So mm-hmm. we kind of know what's happened like over the winter if something fell. It's or...
1: also, I feel like, so good for the soul to just be out in nature. And yes. there's something about... You feel very connected when you're keeping your eye out for things, because I don't think anyone naturally just keeps their eye out for things. Like Mm. when we're driving, literally, you want to slam on the brakes. I just saw something on the side of the road. Yeah. Like you're constantly looking at nature and you start practicing that and you start seeing things all the time. It's they're always there. You just don't take time to look at it. So it's really, I think, just good for the soul. And being up in the woods is kind of our favorite thing. It's always a little bit cooler in there, especially during summer. And it's just like if we've had a really busy, hot, sweaty day and we have headaches or something, it's like, okay, let's go take a break and go out to the woods and forage. And then we feel way better after. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I agree.
2: Uh, So... Let's just talk really fast about what classifies as foraging, like in our yeah. heads, because some oh, people, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, foraging is just in the woods. No, no. So when we talk about foraging, it's literally something that is not grown in or farmed in rows. It's more of what's around you, what grows naturally around you Mm -hmm. that can be used. And that might be that we go up to my parents, have an amazing property with um, a vineyard on it. And so that's where we get grapevine. And another, a friend of ours right next to us has a vineyard as well. So he'll say, hey, come cut my grapevine.
1: So to us, that's foraging. And mm-hmm. he has a bunch of lilac bushes that we don't yeah. have. And yeah. he's given us permission to grab some of his lilac. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So for us, that's foraging. That's not something that we're seeding, growing in rows. It's actually yeah. going we out. seek it out. We or go you see out. it on the side of the road or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I just wanted to clarify that.
1: Yes. Okay. So another reason to go out there is because it's really um, – more of a specialty item and maybe has like a shorter lifespan or a shorter season. Um, so it's not really worth it for us to plant it on the farm mm-hmm. or it just doesn't fit. It's not the right ecosystem for it. So we for, wouldn't necessarily.
0: For example, it. like uh, we cut off of some t- tulip trees and oh, they yeah. only bloom for like a very short amount of time and we usually cut on them like maybe twice. Yeah, that's not worth it for us to like have tulip a bu- trees. like a row of tulip trees on our farm. That's taking up a lot of space when that space could go to something else that has yeah. a longer blooming time. But- I I've, I've often stopped. Sorry, Riley, I interrupted you. It's okay. <laughs> you can go. I
2: have stopped um, just landscapers like ripping out bushes or something like that and. I've been driving the truck and I'll be like, hey, I'll take that. And they literally or the guys that are road roadside cutting, you know, mm-hmm. like with the big thing, they'll just load your truck up. I've done evergreens like that. I'll be like, hey, can I have that? And they're like, sure. And I pull my truck up and they just dump it in. And it's like perfect free greens <laughs> that you didn't have to cut. Anyways, and landscapers, they they will do that, too, for you. I have some landscapers that will tell me, hey, I'm pulling out a camellia bush. Do you want it?
1: Yeah. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wanted to get a little bit specific in what we actually look for and what we forage every year. Um, so we're going to kind of go. So we wanted to take you guys kind of season to season what we're looking for and um, yeah, things that we get. So um, I'll probably start with fall because that's what we're in right now.
0: Yeah, I think it was just
1: the first day of fall. Was it not?
0: It, like I don't know, a few are, days ago? Is it in September? Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> first
1: day of fall just happened. Don't know what day exactly, is it, but usually it did. it's
0: like the is it the twenty first? Because like the twenty first of December is the first day of winter. It probably 21st is. Of June is the first day of summer. I don't know.
1: It doesn't really matter. It's fall. it's the equinox and the things that we look for during fall. One of our biggest ones is golden fern. So
0: this one sells out super quickly. Like a su- like we buy it or not buy it. We, we get it. We cut we it. it. We forage it in like truckloads. Yeah. Load it up. Put it on a cart. Like we can put it in our markets by itself and it is gone within the first five minutes. It Sometimes is, it doesn't
1: even make it to our booth. It's no. taken off the
0: cart. Yeah. It's just gone.
1: So Bye. that's our biggest thing that we are looking for, and it is a
0: lot of work to go get it. Mm-hmm. Um It's very seeked after, so we will it. not tell you where it comes from. No, we won't tell you. Is like, it is like you know how like mushroom people will never tell you where they get their mushrooms. We will never tell you where we okay. get our golden fern. <laughs> that's golden. It's, it's ours.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we look for golden fern, of course. Um so this is, I feel like starting to go out of style now, but pompous grass. I thank God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is the worst thing to forage for. Oh, you have to like, well, this time of year, it's, it's literally blo- blooming right now. Yeah. But you have to go to battle. You, you have to wear a full war. suit of armor.
1: To Even, okay, last time we did it, I wore a long sleeve and gloves. The little slit in between my gloves and long sleeve got shredded, cut to bits. Yeah. Not just normal cuts. No. They're like little sliver cuts that, like, I burn. don't know if little tiny hairs or hairs something. from the grass stay in there. It burns for days. It's, the it's like bit. it's constantly reslicing
0: or something. It's horrible. It is the worst. It is the worst. Uh, I remember last time I was cutting it, I was fully decked out again. Like, I had a hoodie on. Mm -hmm. I had that hoodie hood up. Yeah. And tied. So only a slight hole where my eyes could get through. (laughs) Because my face will get, like, sliced to pieces. People shave a man's beard
1: using pompous grass. No one likes to get it for the (laughs) sake of us,
0: for our livelihood.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so we also get that. (laughs) Um, We are always on the lookout for really cool grasses. Not pompous grass, though. But not,
0: (laughs) but not pompous grass. It's just so pompous. Pompous, anyway. Um, But other grasses, very fun. We love quaking oat. Yeah, love. Normal oh, <laughs> Wheat. Wheat. Weeds. A lot of weeds. We, we cut a lot of weeds. Weedy we do. grass. Schmeedy grass. Oh, the bunny tail grass. <laughs> bunny tail grass is fantastic. Um, I What's it called? Something explosion. Frosted explosion. Frosted explosion. Which is just crab grass when it blooms. And it gets everywhere. So be warned.
1: Yeah, that one's more of a weed. It is a weed. It's a hundred percent a weed. But it's beautiful. It's super pretty. We use it in sometimes because in it's infested and... in our gardens. Yeah, you might as well put it to good, yeah, good use. Yeah. Um. So another thing we look for is thistles. Um.
0: Those are also very sharp. And <laughs> not fun to get. No, you have to wear a lot. Uh. But they're really cool this year. They're very golden. Yeah. You know, I think, usually they're brown. I kind of wonder if it's just uh, the sort of summer that we had this yeah, year. Yeah, just the weather. It's been very dry.
1: Yeah. Um, we, we have a whole field
0: of those, so if anybody needs those, we got you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> We're always looking for really cool fall branches to um, kind of dry and yeah. use as well. Um, and then pine cones, of course. Oh, also those fall branches. What do we mean
0: by fall branches? It's not just a stick. Yeah, it has like leaves fall on leaves. it. It's like changing or like kind of crunchy. Yeah.
1: It like cool maple leaves yeah. or
0: fake plum. maple leaves. I don't know Chinese maple. <laughs> <laughs> all the maple, all the maples. Uh,
1: <laughs> we are also looking for mossy branches, and then we also cut blueberry because blueberry during fall turns a really beautiful mm-hmm. orangey red kind of
0: yep. color very pretty very pretty. very sought after very short window yeah you have to be watching all the blueberry fields <laughs> you have been and you know what i think we might miss it this year i have a feeling probably, yeah. probably.
1: <laughs> but maybe not maybe us talking about maybe. it now is we'll our, like, like wow epiphany reminder. we should cut the blueberry right but um won't <laughs> <get> the blueberry <laughs> Another thing that we really look for and is one of my favorite is peony foliage, Mm -hmm. which we have a peony farm, obviously, that we co-farm with. So that's an easy one for us to get. It's not such an easy thing to forage for because peonies don't really grow in the wild. I feel like it's... They are
0: a wild native to America, though. So maybe they just don't grow in the wild here. Maybe in Alaska. I don't know.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of peonies in Alaska, surprisingly. They grow, grow them by the ton, so... Yeah. Um, but if you have, like, a friend, you see that they have a lot of peony bushes, just ask them, like, I, are you using... that? They have to cut them anyways. Yeah. So, you might as well use as well them before they get too crusty. Or
0: Sonky.
1: They're yeah. really beautiful, and we use them in weddings, and they're, they're just, like, yeah. so beautiful fall-looking leaves. Mm. Um. So, winter is a huge foraging season. I will say- That's how we
0: survive.
1: That's how we survive Survive in winter. Bread and butter. (laughs) Quite literally. Quite literally. And it's just funny because in summer, there's a lot to forage, I think. But we have so much on the farm. Mm -hmm. We naturally don't have to forage as much. No. Um, But winter is a huge season for that. So, we get our, like- Cute boots on, and not cute, <laughs> just our work boots, and like layer up. Maybe wear a plaid or two. <laughs> uh,
0: maybe a toque. Maybe a toque a beanie, depending on what country you live in. <laughs> yeah, get all bundled up, and we
1: go out to the woods, and we get lots of evergreens because we make a lot of reeds.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! You know what I I dread. Wreath season every year. Imagine. And I don't know what's worse is the fall wreaths or the Christmas wreaths. I know. Because they overlap. You know, it's the holidays and it's like dark <laughs> and it's cold and you think, oh my gosh, we're finally going to have a break. But no. No, it could be like your busiest season yet. But we reach the sticky season, as I like to call it, because you will forever be covered and tree sap and be prepared for all of your clothes to be ruined by tree sap. Yes. Yes. so anyway but you know it's great it makes the money it it does we're always looking for more pine cones
1: i mean we go out and bring bags yeah (laughs) we forage those yeah so pine cones branches evergreens moss um Mm -hmm. we're looking
0: for cool sticks also back to pine cones for a second yeah there are so many different types of pine cones so like do your research into that because you can like there's the normal, for us here, the ponderosa pine cone yeah. is the OG, the number one. But, you know, you got your sugar cones. Those are the big chunkers, the huge Oh, yeah. We're ones. always looking for those. They're they're about everywhere, somewhere. They're, we find them. <laughs> we do find them. And then there's the, I don't know what they're called, but like the rosette pine cones. We get those by the bag full just because our grandparents have a giant tree that yeah. drops them so those are never they're so before, but
1: pretty though
0: i know and they're really hard to come by so if you come by some you hold on to that because you can sell that <laughs> people want that
1: yeah that's the cool
0: thing about foraging rosette
1: like, pine cones look like a rose if you didn't think of that
0: <laughs> i don't know what the actual tree name is i'm sorry i cannot help you my grandfather would know yes yeah.
1: Basically, if you see a pine cone that looks like a rose, grab yeah, it, grab it. <laughs> um, so another thing that we look for is holly, also
0: not fun to get, but <laughs> also, you have to find because holly, bi yearly will bury, so it doesn't bury every year. I see what you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank yeah. you for understanding me. uh, but you have to find two trees that are opposite of each other then so you to find yeah. one that's one that's gonna have berries this year there's another one over here that's gonna have berry the next year it's, i didn't know that yeah it's interesting that's really cool yeah we usually just take
1: like a wheelbarrow or something <laughs> or bags Our or buckets, buckets and just like cut and just toss them in because they're really hard to bunch mm. they're so pokey it's hard to handle you got to make sure you have really good gloves um yeah, but they're so fun to you. They just, obviously, everyone mm-hmm. knows. Okay, you know the Christmas song? Um, the holly and the idea. No, not that one. <laughs> um, but the prettiest sight you'll see is the, the holly, holly that, that will be, be um, your on your own front door. door. I always was confused by that. I was like, out of all the things <laughs> in Christmas, the holly. everything, family, love, <laughs> that's not the prettiest thing you're going to see. No. It's the holly on think, your front door. Think about Nowhere that. Nowhere else. Just on your front door.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every time I listen to that song, I'm like, this is dumb. <laughs> yeah. No. It's, you're but, wrong. Unless it's variegated holly. Then I can understand Then that. it was variegated. That's all you He's like, damn, that's some pretty ass holly. <laughs> How you doing, honey? Merry Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, what's so, you doing on my front door? <laughs> variegated holly is really
1: pretty. If anyone doesn't know what variegated means, it's like two different colors
0: in the leaf. Typically, it's like um has like a cream. It's a cream and a green mixed together on the leaf. Yeah, or it has like a cream tip on it.
1: Yeah. So there's a ton of different plants that have two different looking sides to a leaf or something, and they're all called variegated.
0: Yeah, it's technically a what's the word, a mutation. Yeah, it's a freak of nature, but it's a beautiful one. It is. It's, <laughs> it's Quasimodo. <laughs> it is full circle.
1: Full circle to that. Um, okay, so another thing that we like to look for, which is so fun, I think it makes wreaths look really nice, is magnolia
0: leaves. Mm. Magnolia leaves are so pretty. Oh, do you know something else that I forgot that we use? What? That is boxwood.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's a few evergreens that are not like um, fir or Yeah, pine. it's not like a pine tree. Like It's you not think. your typical Christmas look mm-hmm. that we kind of go for. And we use boxwood because it's always green, duh, evergreen. Yeah. Um, but it has more of like a garden Gardeny mm-hmm. like look that English you can garden vibe. Yeah, you can mix it into your pines and stuff, and it looks mm-hmm. really nice. And also, um, our magnolia. Yeah, those um, are great. There's something else that we use,
0: eucalyptus. Yes, eucalyptus. We Adding we have eucalyptus. some trees on the farm, but we typically like we'll buy that in from another local farmer. That is not you can't forage that. No, unless somebody has it randomly in their yard, you can't do that. But. We have found that, too. We have found that. (laughs) (laughs) From If you're in Australia, though, you can forage the heck out of that, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, We will get to experience that. Also, this is actually not a side note, but it is a side note. People from Australia, what can you forage for (laughs) in your summer months? Please tell us. Write us... In our Instagram, wherever you can message us, because we'd love to we go foraging, to
1: because we have an event there.
0: We do have an event there, and we're like, hey, forage all the way. And also, just tell us about your, like, favorite native plants. I would like to know. Yeah. Give me the info, please. Thank you. Thank you. There we go.
1: Um, another thing that we get a lot of is grape vine. Now, this is just the vine. There is no leaves no There is no fruit. And we use this as like it looks like a wooden wreath, Mm -hmm. kind of. It's just like twisted up. They actually sell them at like Hobby Lobby, and lots of probably I don't know about home, probably not home goods, but like
0: yeah, like a grapevine wreath. I think is like very typical to find at at craft stores.
1: They sell them, so um, you they are so easy to make. Yeah. And we are surrounded by vineyards, so we go and get our own, and so that saves us a lot of money, and Mm -hmm. we make quite a few of those in the fall. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Spring. Let's get into spring. We look for a lot of moss. (laughs) Spring
0: is the time of the moss. Time of the moss. Because it's wet. (laughs)
1: It's perfect conditions. Everything is so lush and Mm. so green and so
0: spongy. Yes, it's like nature's pillow. It is. It just (laughs) turns into this cloud of green. Also, moss is so fascinating. There's like places that moss doesn't grow, which is crazy to me to think about. Yeah, because like that's all that grows here. (laughs) Yeah, you can have a lawn, a whole ass lawn of moss. You could, and it would survive forever. But not through (laughs) summer. You've got to water that. But it's a whole ecosystem
1: in that thing. It's super interesting. We take a lot of sheet moss, which basically you just kind of there's certain trees and you can peel the whole thing off in a big sheet. Mm -hmm. And just like looking at them, there's tiny little mushrooms that are growing in them, like
0: clovers, and there's lots of different types of moss. Yeah, you can tell by like just how it's growing and like they're like little tiny trees i love it (laughs) moss is so pretty (laughs) yeah so we look for a lot of moss
1: um what a big thing that we look for are blooming branches
0: yep and that can be like you know there's always that random apple tree that grows in the middle of nowhere or plum tree or any sort of fruiting tree that's in the middle of nowhere you can cut on that and you can do things with that We also have a lot of native blooming trees. No idea what they're called. But they bloom these really cool little white bell flowers early spring. yeah. Those are fun. We use those quite a bit, too.
1: Yeah, it's really fun in spring because everything starts coming to life, so it's really easy to see where the -hmm. blooms are, Mm -hmm. Um, especially in really early spring. Um, We have a lot of daffodils on the farm. Yeah. I think every year we're planting more and more, Mm -hmm. but... Uh, on occasion, we find some here and there. That daffodils are,
0: grow wild here in yeah. Oregon. I don't know how that happened, but they do because they are not native. <laughs>
1: no. They, At all. Yeah, they're just in little clumps everywhere. Yeah. So sometimes we find there's a lot of different varieties. I feel like people don't realize this. Yeah.
0: They just think of the typical like yellow face, yellow m- little mouth guy. There's tons of varieties.
1: Yeah. So we really love finding different kinds of daffodils and Picking them, and trick about daffodils is you do not cut them. You pluck you them. pluck them. Yeah. Side note. We have a video also on our YouTube about daffodils um, to show you that one. Um, we are always looking for euphorbia. There's a lot of different kinds. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, well, obviously a lot of them look a little bit different, but they're like, most of them are a lime green mm. color, and they're kind of a poof ball at the end
0: <laughs> of
1: like little
0: <laughs> They look like something that should be like on an alien planet or
1: something.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um and they have a sap when you cut them that's like milky white mm-hmm. that comes out. You don't really want to get that on your hand so again wear gloves mm-hmm. when you're doing that. That's another thing. Do your research.
0: Some people say it smells like coffee. I don't, I don't know. have a personal experience, but my Physical therapist? He does. Donnie Boy. (laughs) He thinks it (laughs) smells like coffee? Yeah. He was like, he's like one of those bicycle boys, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And he's like, there's this plant I go by every day on my bicycle. And it smells smells like coffee, and I want to plant it because he's also a little gardener, which I'm like, oh, "Ah, Donnie. Um, And (laughs) I had to Google it. And the only thing that came up was Euphorbia. And I was like, is it this plant? And he's like, yes. So, yeah, apparently it smells like coffee. I've never seen it super big,
1: but I um, we were watching Monty Don and mm, they were talking about does. Euphorbia and there it was literally bigger than it was taller than her, which I'm pretty sure she's super short. Right. But
0: at the she's same English. time, they're all she- so so you guys are so short. My goodness. <laughs> I apologize if that's offensive. But wow. <laughs> Not all. Not Mr. Darcy. <laughs> Not
1: Mr. Darcy. He's like 6'4".
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Mr. Darcy. Uh,
1: Yeah. And then we go for um, calla lilies at Great. the end of summer. Mm-hmm. And blueberry, that's when we start. So with blueberry, it's a really big crop for us to forage. We There's different parts of mm-hmm. um, the uh, different seasons season. that we cut. So we start off when it's blooming. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really pretty. Some of the flowers are like a light, almost periwinkle-y pink. Yeah. Super Um, soft
0: pink, little bells. They look like little fairy outfits. Yeah. And then
1: um, we also go and cut them when they're starting to turn green into like little blueberries. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're kind of starting to get blue. And um, we kind of stop once they are too ripe where all it's the blueberries harvest, yeah. are falling off. Yeah. We don't want to send it off when they're all falling. And then we wait for a while. And then in fall, when the leaves turn orange, we mm-hmm. harvest them again. Um, another thing that we get is dogwood and pussy willow and lilacs. Yeah. Lots of things in Lots spring. Of,
0: there's a lot of things happening in Those spring. Those are
1: always things that we're looking out for and we have specific spots we know we can get them. Yeah. Um so in the summer, like I said, we don't get so much. I think what we mostly get is blueberry and fern. Mm-hmm.
0: And a lot of grasses too.
1: Yeah, true. Yeah. A lot of grasses. Um so we're going up to the woods a lot getting fern. Especially because um, we're so used to it, I feel like, Mm. in the Pacific Northwest. But a lot of people don't necessarily have that. No. We live in dinosaur land. We do live in dinosaur land. (laughs) (laughs) And it's very pretty. I love fern. Me too. Um, And another thing that we also get is grapevine, but with the leaves on them. Mm -hmm. It's very pretty to design with. and I mean, they do wilt fast, but people use them. Yeah, people definitely use them. Honeysuckle, mhm. Clematis. Clematis is very
0: pretty. Um, smoke bush. Oh. Wow. Wow. I don't grow we don't grow any smoke bush. I we feel should. like this is the one thing that out of all the things we forage, we should probably purchase because it's amazing, first of all.
1: It's amazing. Guys, look up smoke bush. It's wow. Uh, like, it's clouds of like a purpley pinkish.
0: It comes in different colors. There's some that are like Mm -hmm. almost like a salmon color. Some that are like really deep burgundy purple. (sighs) There's some that are just green. Like they're really cool. And especially in
1: like installations and stuff, Uh, they just so
0: amazing. They add that little pizzazz. I feel like that's the thing with any foraging. It's like that little little jewel on top. You know? Yeah. It's I like agree. That touch. That's just... Ooh, that's different. That's fun.
1: It's so cool. Um, And we also get ivy. And Riley, do you want to talk about ivy?
0: <laughs> I'm stretching. Yes, ivy. Okay, so there are some rules about ivy, depending on where you live, because here in Oregon, it is allowed to, like, we're allowed to harvest it. We're allowed to cut it. It grows everywhere. It's, like, very invasive, so we're allowed to cut it, but because it is an invasive plant, we're not allowed to actually ship it over like state lines, for example, California, we can wash it there, yeah, like we can't send it to either of the states around us, but we're allowed to send it to different um and sell it within our own state. So those are like also things that you have to look into when it comes to foraging. Is this plant invasive? Am I allowed to ship it? Am I even allowed to sell it within my own state? So that's something to keep in mind. For us, it's ivy. We are allowed to sell it within our own state and to harvest it. But again, we just can't send it up to Washington or have it included in weddings if we're bringing it into Washington. We have a wedding this week that we're actually... Driving up to Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Because they wanted us to ship it and it was cheaper to drive it yeah. rather than ship it. So we're driving it up to Seattle. But, like, for instance, we wouldn't be able to use Ivy in yeah. that wedding.
1: No using Ivy.
0: No Ivy allowed. Yeah. Um. So Ivy's a fun one because there's different types of it. You have, like, clumping Ivy, which is very very nice to use in arrangements and stuff like that yeah and then there's trailing ivy you have english ivy it's a fun one i hope that we didn't like deter people from foraging (laughs) i don't think so i think it's also really important for people to know this information yeah uh and that like hey maybe you need to look into this to like be legal especially for businesses if you're uh, not a business, it's a lot easier. You don't have to have license or anything like that, especially if it's for personal use. Yeah. For our state, I know that like you're allowed to do whatever as long as it's for personal use. Uh, but it, if you're selling it, that's I mean, when you still have to get... Um, you still have to have a license. You still have to get permission. Yeah. And permission and all the fun things like can't that. You can't just go on to private property... No. Grab what you want. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> do not do that. Please ask. Yeah. Ask first. Ask first.
1: Or just ask someone, what is it? And then maybe you can plant it at
0: your own house. Mm-hmm. Who knows? It's a really fun thing, you know? Yeah. And, like, if you see something off the side of the road, you're just driving down an old country road and you see something cool, do that. Cut the things. Yeah. So. But, oh, be careful of people, though, because we've already told this story. But one time we were foraging and a really scary drunk person got out of his car and started talking to us. And we're like, sir, you need to leave because you drove into my house. So. You, we have clippers. We are not have, afraid to use them. We are two scared women with clippers. We will hurt you. <laughs> we just. Oh, my gosh. No. Anyway, just be aware. That's why you do not forage alone. Exactly. Be aware
1: of your surroundings. There's animals out there.
0: There's people who
1: are animals. There are are men.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, if you enjoyed (laughs) it If you enjoyed this and you have oh gosh, if you enjoyed this and you have friends who you think would also enjoy listening to three female flower farmers talking about cutting fun magical weeds and mm-hmm. moss and fun sticks and avoiding death by men uh, and poison oak and poison oak and bears and fern <laughs> and all the fun things that grow in your local, gutter. Uh <laughs> please share it with them and I hope you had a blooming good time with us. Have you tried icing your planter fleshy I need to ice my foot. You need <laughs>